and try again. Listen to Kayak Christian Radio. I'm Chip Gibson, Tree Hugger. And wow, what a change in the weather, right? It was uh, like 90 degrees this past weekend here in the ATL, and tonight we are uh, in the low 60s and expected to drop down into the 40s uh, before morning. So go figure. Uh, low pressure front cold front kind of moved through got another one coming in it's uh out over the panhandle of texas and arkansas right now high pressure in behind it though pushing all the rain out south florida you guys should clear out later on this evening uh looks like uh, new england uh, northeast is going to get a little bit of uh rain more rain tonight tomorrow but uh looks like we might be in for a pretty decent uh cool but uh uh, decent weather for the weekend and fishing, so hopefully everybody get a chance to get out and get on the water, uh, wherever it might be. So we uh, we kind of missed out last weekend. The clone was, uh, they had a uh, uh, awards uh, evening at the high school there. Had to go support the clone for that, and uh, he's a, a freshman in high school, so man, it just happened so quick. Uh just remember driving him to school as a, a little elementary school kid, and now he's learning to drive, probably driving himself here in the next year. So, But uh, we're back at it, and we've got a little bit to talk about tonight for Tech Talk. We're going to continue our discussion on fishing reels, and we'll get that in a bit. But... Uh, Guests in the chat room, thanks for uh, listening in. If you want to participate in the chat room, you can log in with any kind of social network, Facebook, Twitter, etc., and uh, then you can uh, post up questions, whatever, in the chat room. But, um, wow, what's been going on? Looks like uh, scrolling through the pages there that uh, some folks have gotten. Buddy uh, Sean looks like he uh, drug a big, uh, a big rig home from. Uh, kayaks by bow so that's good another piece of a little fresh piece of plastic there to get out get in the water and for you folks who are native owners the native watercraft uh, has owners group now on facebook check that out or if you're just interested in what's going on with uh Native watercraft and what's going on there. So, but anyways, oh man, look at that! 
Just noticed there, Chukaloski Island Park and Marina. Super high spring tides down there. The marina is partially underwater. Holy cow. That is, the water is like to the top of the dock out at the fish cleaning station. Man, flagpole out there. That's all you can see. So, but uh, I saw something the other day from our friends uh, Adventure Fishing. Uh, Adventure Fishing World Championship. I think that... Uh, okay. It, yeah, this was uh, kind of interesting. Adventure Fishing World Championship, for those folks who have uh, tried it, if you haven't, they've got regionals going on here now. All right. Uh, regionals, you got to have at least 20 teams register for the regionals to occur. So, But uh, travel grants will be given out to AFWC qualifiers. So uh, North Carolina Regional is coming up, Angler Management, Real Rehab. Those are some awesome, neat team names. Seven signed up. They need 20 to get the adventure uh, going on. Check it out, AdventureFishingWorldChampionship.com. The AFWC is uh, is an awesome event. It's a little different than what you're used to in your normal uh, uh, kayak fishing tournament. There's a twist. Uh, it's about getting out and uh, a little bit of water navigation, getting from point to point on the water. Once you get to a point, catch and fish, all right? But... uh Wow, first place in the region will get a three hundred dollar gas card and two nights lodging to the to the uh AFWC and second place will get a hundred dollar gas card, third place will get a fifty dollar gas card. Wow, what a nice uh update. Uh the boundaries are set for the East Regional AFWC. That's May twenty fourth at Cedar Island, North Carolina. Man, that's coming up, folks. Um that is a pretty big boundary area there. You will have uh, some uh, interesting paddling going on there. Cedar Island there, really nice. Uh, but check them out at AdventureFishingWorldChampionship.com and that's where you'll find the information for the regionals and for, let's see what else we got going on. That's the... Regional native redfish kayaks for first place plus that three hundred dollar, man, that's a that's a good deal. So Cedar Island, North Carolina is coming up May twenty first. The Northeast, which is North Wildwood, New Jersey, say hi to Paul and the folks up there. May thirty first, all right. Then the Southeast, and June seventh, that'll be in Jacksonville, Florida, uh, Lake Wachita, Arkansas, and November eighth. And then Louisiana, Cacaudry, Louisiana, November 22nd. So those are the regionals. And then wherever they have us out for the uh, for the annual, for the main event, I'll probably be back down in the Everglades somewhere. So that'll be cool. So check it out, AdventureFishingWorldChampionship.com, and uh, let them know we uh, we're supporting them. 
be awesome. Cool. Well, I haven't gotten a chance to get out on the water. We uh, we spent last weekend Mother's Day. Hope all y'all had a great Mother's Day. Remembered your mom, and uh, did get to fish a little bit. But down at Lake Blackshear, it's down in uh, southeast Georgia, down around Bainbridge. Actually, it's in Cordell, Georgia. Um. Didn't catch any fish, but a nice little place, and we spent some time riding the motorcycles around. So that was cool. Um, but we didn't take the kayaks down. It's kind of a powerboat lake, a lot of powerboats roving around. But there were some really nice places back in the back uh, around some real pretty cypress trees and stuff that I'll have to take the kayaks back down there and check that out. Cordell, Georgia, just uh, south of Perry where the uh, Go Fish Georgia Center is. So you can check that out. I don't know what's been going on. I got a uh, thing in the mail the other day, or actually an email, from I guess it was University of Florida, and they were doing some, uh, doing a survey and talking about, asking a lot of questions about stocking late, or stocking saltwater fish. And uh, I know that um, CCA has done some some work with that. But uh, if you get one of those things, respond to it. If you get a a notice that there's going to be a a meeting with the FWC or whoever your Department of Natural Resource Fisheries representatives are, make sure that you participate in those. That's how we as anglers get our voices heard and uh, get to participate in the rulemaking uh, for the fisheries that we so enjoy and hope to preserve and create sustainable fisheries for the future. So it sounds like they've uh, got maybe an idea that there would be some saltwater fish uh, stocking where they put the fingerling fish in. I saw... Today, uh, here locally at the Lake Lanier, they put 141,000 striped bass fingerlings into Lake Lanier. A couple of years from now, be some uh, pretty big fish up there. So, at least, hopefully, that's the idea. I'm not real familiar with uh, how well stocking works uh, in the saltwater fisheries, but uh, fresh water in the ponds and the lakes and stuff seems to work out pretty good. Creates uh, uh, better opportunities for folks to, to take fish. So, we'll see how that goes. But, again, if you see the notices from the FWC, DNR fisheries from your state, uh, they usually have meetings and rulemakings on an annual basis, and they open it up for public comment and public information sessions and stuff. And it's just a real good idea to go and participate. Listen. Listen to the biologists. Listen to what kind of information they're using to make decisions uh, for uh, your fisheries. For those, if you don't like the idea that uh, you're only allowed to uh, take um, one fish a year or one fish uh, a day, if there's a 
slot limit that you don't agree with. Uh, they they work that out. There's a science behind it, and it's infor- and it's interesting to sit and listen to the biologists talk, and uh, and and you get to understand a little bit more what's behind the decisions that are being made that affect your fisheries. So support that. It's kind of like voting. If you don't vote, uh, you really can't make a difference. So uh, I would suggest that everyone try to support those things. In fact, I saw here recently that uh, the fisheries in the Gulf for red snapper uh, will be opening June 1st. Let's see. I am in Atlanta, but I spend quite a bit of time down in Florida. I'm a native Floridian, and I spend time down there fishing quite a bit. Um, You go to my FWC, and you can see, okay, so Gulf of Mexico Federal Red Snapper Update, 2014 Gulf of Mexico Red Snapper Recreational Season. There's going to be nine days this year. That's the recreational season. Uh, That's going to be from June 1st at 12.01 a.m., and we'll go through... June 9th, that'll close then at uh, midnight, uh, 10 June. So two per person, and I think it's uh, mm, 16 inches will be the uh, thing, so... That's the Gulf of Mexico. Now, for Florida, the FWC Commission update, the red, recreational red snapper season. Um, total of 52 days in 2014. We'll start Saturday before Memorial Day. That's May 24th. And we'll remain open through July 14th. And... Uh, Florida state waters in the Gulf are from shore to nine nautical miles. Federal waters extend from where state waters end and out to 200 nautical miles. So the uh, the nine-day season from June 1st to June 9th is for the Gulf. That's the federal season. And the uh, recreational season for Florida will be uh, 52 days, and that will be uh, May 24th through July 15th, or through July 14th, close closed on the 15th. Um, so that'll be good, Red Snapper. And it looks like they're doing some tagging and stuff with Red Snapper, trying to get some more information. But got a bit of information there. And uh, my FWC, check it out. Read the rules. Abide by them. And that's kind of a cool thing. All right? So hang on just a second. I'll be right back. And... Uh, We'll play a little something for you here. Yeah, hang on a sec. Radio. Hold on. Sorry. Go ahead. Is there any way maybe you can have like a uh, kayak fishing radio tournament? A kayak fishing radio tournament. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Um, 
way it covers the the uh the low sodium and uh the dip. and uh you know maybe maybe everybody can get something in there and we could do our own thing oh uh, I don't know you're kind of breaking up a bit, but I think I heard you say something about a little bit of low sodium yeah, I'm, move, I'm moving you're moving I'm around moving. Huh? I apologize. yeah nah, no worries um you know I don't know um Actually, I think I, uh, it's quite a bit to put on a tournament. I don't know if you've tried it or not. I haven't, but uh, we do uh, we do the boondoggle thing, which is not really a tournament, but it is kind of a gathering and a get-together. Have you attended one of our boondoggles, Mike? Uh, I've heard quite a bit. Yeah. I'm sure something would be worth doing. Yeah. It would be a local and, uh, you know, instead of everybody, IFGA and everybody else, why not? Yeah, well, I don't know. We'll have to think about that. Um, it takes a lot to, to put it together. Um, it and, doesn't have and, to be a $5,000 product. You know, <laughs> yeah. It could be no, a $5,000 uh-uh. lure, you know, yeah. so just to say we did it. And uh, I think that would be a good thing to, to bring us as a whole, yeah. as a family. yeah. Well, uh, we'll we'll certainly uh, we'll, we'll consider it. Uh, there are, you know, there are some con, you know constrict constrictions or restrictions that we have to deal with, like our day job and that kind of stuff. But uh, um, and 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 actually, I don't know if you know, but I, I'm in Atlanta, and uh, then like uh, low sodium show. Mark Wheeler, he is uh, he's actually up in Virginia Beach, and. Uh, originally from that's why i said you know yeah you're water, from virginia beach. water we could have two different things you know uh yeah it would it would be great i think overall even if it was a small time thing just a one time hey if you get 20 in each category yeah well you know what we're, we're Maybe. We're okay listening. all right well yeah you know that's that's something to think about we could probably think about maybe doing kayak. Talk to Chuck and the rest of them and uh, maybe just swing some. And I'm sure the sponsors would love it, even if they just throw one or two lures out. Yeah? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you got to get $5,000. No, uh-uh. No, people just like to come and fish, man. That's that's exactly. kind of cool. Exactly. That's all I'm about, you know. So tell me, how you how are you doing on your uh, your your adventure to get a slam this year? Oh, actually, I tried once, and uh, I got uh, over to Beach Gift, which is, uh, I'm actually home tonight, which is an unusual thing. Um, I, I caught the fish, and I couldn't get the rest, so I'm back to square one. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a day off when the, the weather's going to be in my favor here. In the uh-huh. next week, I think, is, is when it's going to really work together. And uh, I thought I was going to take the rest of them. <laughs> yeah. <I'll do> it. <laughs> uh, but I did test the water. Um, the the, the Chukobi out there, which is, yeah. uh, you know, that, that's a hard one. That's the one I was trying to get first. So, yeah, right. I couldn't get the other two. So, yeah. But uh, you, you, hey, if you I don't did, get it this year, I'm going to try for it next year. Right. So you, so you did get a Cobia? Yeah, actually I did. Cool. Yeah, it was about a quarter of a mile offshore, maybe not quite, maybe eight 
quarter mile somewhere in there uh-huh. off, uh, um, off structure. And uh, on my first one, actually, it wasn't, it wasn't like two or three of them. It was my first one was uh, a keeper. So I was like, sweet. I came in, all that to uh, what I thought was my uh, my slam, and I just didn't get the other two. So You got you got the tough fish, and then you couldn't get the couldn't get the redfish and the trout, huh? Exactly, exactly. I got everything on your side, and I uh, didn't run a line. You know, I wanted to be legit, but I did get the cobia, so it was um, that was what awesome. really stoked me. Yeah, that's why I called in sick. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, man. So did you did you post and, a picture uh, of it up on uh, Facebook or on one of the like the Jacksonville yeah, forum? I didn't even get a picture of it. I, I didn't save one because I didn't get the other two. So I, oh, I kind of okay. canceled it, yeah, unfortunately. But I'm going to keep trying if I don't get it this year, you know, which is running out of time at this point. But uh, I don't get it this year. I'm going to really schedule it next year around the tide and the weather and everything. I'm hoping to get it next year. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's my own little personal goal. You know? But if, if we had our own little... thought about doing that um and and it would I, I would like to be able to touch all the bases as far as uh you know get a little bit of salt water get a little bit of low sodium in there and uh and then i'm kind of a i'm kind of a i like to be the big team thing so it'd have to be kind of a to finishes to win kind of tournament you know if you get That's out there and participate yeah man so all right. Well, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll even see. if I come in last, I just love participating. You know, I, you know, I ain't no superhero, but uh, <laughs> I'm out. I'm, I'm happy. You know. Nah, man. You know, I, I spend a lot of time. I like getting out on the water with folks, and when I get out there. I get to having a good time. Maybe catch a few fish and stuff. But you know, to me, it's all about being out there on the water and sharing that time with folks. You know, it's just that's exactly. that's a special time. You know. So. And it's, it's a beautiful thing to be able to have. You know, a lot yeah, of people exactly. have it and don't use it, and here we are, and uh, we've got to enjoy every moment of it. All right, man. No one's going to be taken away, so. That's right. You're, you're starting to break up a little bit worse there, man. It's getting tough to yeah, understand. Yeah, I moved again. That's a fun thing. i got to quit. <laughs> All right. Hey, well, uh, it was great talking to you, and you have a great evening, and uh, right. I hope to speak to you again. Okay, Mike. Thanks as always for the call, man. And we'll 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 hey. we'll, we'll put it in the works, man. We'll start looking for that kayak fishing radio tournament. Hey, all right. Try hard, man. I'm right in. Uh, I'm gonna be an entry. You know what I'm saying? Okay, Just Mike. Tell me when they're joined. I'll be there. All right. Peace appreciate out. it, bud. All right. Thanks, bud. Bye. Well, there you go. We need a kayak fishing radio tournament. Hmm. That's interesting. Uh, I I have thought about it, and uh, give us your ideas. Post it up on our uh, Facebook page, Kayak Fishing Radio. 
The other thing I need to ask folks to uh, give us some ideas about is uh, iCast is coming up. I don't know if you uh, if if you listen to the podcast, you listen to live. There's a uh, it's the uh, International Sport Fishing uh, uh, Association. They put on a uh, kind of a it's an annual uh, conference of all sport fishing dealers, uh, rods, reels. Uh, you get some boats in there and stuff, but it's all about sport fishing. And over the past few beer, few years, not beers, um, well, to uh, pop another one here. Hang on a second. Here we go. Over the past few years, we've noticed having sent uh, representatives from Kayak Fishing Radio, Yak Angler, uh, and, and a bunch to ICAST. It rotates between Orlando, Florida, and Las Vegas, and it's a pretty big venue. It's a venue for all the the industry representatives uh, that have to do with sport fishing. And so this year, we've got a couple of, uh, well, part-time rep with Mr. Becker. He's going to be out there uh, and representing uh, yakangler.com and uh, kayak fishing radio a little bit. Uh, hopefully we can get some sound bites from him. Uh, and uh, Sean Wagner, a uh, buddy from uh, uh, down south Florida, he's going to attend. Easy for those folks, not too far from home. And uh, they're going get to uh, get to talk to some folks. If you go to, I, just Google ICAST, I-C-A-S-T, and uh, you'll see uh, some of the attendants. Now, you have to be uh, from the media or be a part of you know, the media or something to be asked to attend or be a representative of the industry. But uh, we'd like to be able to uh, hear what you guys say. Who do you want us to try to talk to? We try to set those things up before the, uh, before the conference and uh, try to get some sound bites and stuff like that. So... Uh, take a look at the folks that are going to be there. If you think there's somebody that would be interesting to get their perspective on kayak fishing or whatever, and uh, we'll try to set it up and uh, get 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 to talk to them there. Uh, we'll get Sean to uh, hunt them down at ICAST. Or if uh, we'll, we'll be bringing information about what, what they see, the general trends and stuff in the industry. You'll see all of that, or you'll hopefully hear it on Kayak Fishing Radio. You'll see it at yakangler.com, and uh, we'll be able to bring that information to you. It's really interesting because over the past couple of years, we notice uh, from our reps that have been attending ICAST that more and more, we're seeing more and more of the industry kind of leaning towards uh, gear and support for kayak fishing. So that's a good thing. Uh, And uh, so... It's an opportunity where we can go in as media. We can say, hey, uh, our listeners want to hear this. They got questions about this. And uh, we'll try to bring that out. And uh, and uh, so just post a question. Say, hey, at ICAST, have Sean ask so-and-so a question. Or if you see at ICAST, uh, you know, like, you know, there's, there's, there's just hundreds of representatives there from the industry. And uh, so kind of give us some ideas on uh, what we should be looking for. Like I said, we'll try to bring you some trends. We'll try to bring you some live updates from the floor there. Uh, most of the time during the day, we'll be uh, taking sound bites and plugging them in and doing our little 
uh, information there. But uh, so give us some clues. Let us know what you think, and uh, we'll try to get back to you. And uh, that is going to be. Let's see. When is ICAST? It's coming up here this summer. In fact, summer is not too far along, right? Um, the 2014 show schedule is, um, let's see, starts Monday, July 14th. Registration opens up. And then Tuesday, um, it goes Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, closing up on Friday. Uh, information some of the some of the things that they're going to be talking about like female anglers what they buy and why pretty interesting huh bloggers roundtable that's a seminar we'll probably have uh, Sean go in there and listen to what's going on um, hmm. recreational fishing information why consumers choose brick and mortar or online for purchases that's inf- interesting. So we're going to have some reps there. Let us know what we should be asking them, and that'll be get get us some information before July 14th, so that we know we're going to be trying to set up some uh, interviews and stuff like that to bring to you here on Kayak Fishing Radio. So that'll be cool. All right, so let's uh, let's kind of roll into a little bit of tech. Go into the workshop. And uh, last week, two weeks ago. On Tech Talk, we started a discussion on fishing reels. So, uh, if you missed it, go back and check out the podcast for two weeks ago, Thursday night. We had a discussion. We had uh, D. Kaminsky with us, uh, which is fun, realkayakfishing.com. And uh, we were talking about, uh, we actually spent a little bit more time talking about the different types of reels between uh, spinning reels casting reels, bait casters, conventional rigs, things like that. A generalization we made was uh, a 2500 series reel, 3000 series reel, is what most of us uh, tend to uh, carry in our kayaks. If you're going to be going after tarpon or something like that, you're probably going to need something a little bit bigger, probably a 6000 that's got enough line on it and enough uh, drag to be able to slow and turn the tarpon down. Now, one thing about a kayak fishing and, and gear is that you tend to be able to use the boat more as uh, drag because the fish can actually pull you around, and it's kind of fun. You get a sleigh ride, you get a big fish on, and uh, but you can use the boat as drag. So you can kind of downsize your gear a little bit. That's why a lot of us use the 2500 series, the 3000 series reel. Probably about 150 yards of braid tipped off with uh, two, three, four, six feet of uh, uh, fluorocarbon line. I usually uh, use about a 15 to 20 pound test braid on my reels. And uh, that's, you know, that's just kind of my general setup. Now, folks who are jigging, folks who are offshore, and they're, used, they're going down deep, straight down from the bottom. You're not casting. You're just fishing on structure below your boat. Well, you're not casting, so a conventional reel is something that you probably take a look at. And uh, that reel is uh, what you typically see. It's a kind of a barrel-looking thing, and it's got a crank on it. And uh, it's probably got uh, probably about a 
five to one for every one turn of the crank. The spool will turn about four or five, six times. High speed would be something around six or seven. Bring you in about maybe every time you turn the, the handle, you'll get a, you'll retrieve about 24 inches of line, 30 inches of line, something like that. Um, I used to carry around my baitcaster more. Um, but typically, the reason I use a baitcaster was uh, you can put more line on a baitcaster. You can put a lot more line on a conventional reel than you can on a spinning reel. With braid, though, you kind of get some extra. You get a little bit of cheat there because a 15-pound braid is probably only about as big as 8-pound monofilament. So if you look at your spinning reel, you see it'll hold maybe 150 yards of uh, monofilament, 8-pound monofilament. It'll hold about that in 15-pound test or 15-pound braid. You'll be able to put a little bit more than that. You'll probably be able to put two, 300 yards on a conventional reel. Now, you get that much line out, um, you got to start thinking about, well, you not only have the weight of the fish now, but you also have the weight of the line. And braid is not very flexible, as is monofilament. And then you're going to have all that weight on your rod. So you start testing your equipment there. We'll talk about rods a little bit later, uh, maybe next week. Uh, but as far as just a quick little wrap-up that I wanted to do tonight on, on reels was if, if you're just new to, uh, to kayak fishing or if you're just looking to say, you know, what's a good setup for me, um, I, I generally uh, get folks to start off with that 2,500, 3,000 series reel. Some manufacturers uh, will go with a 25 or a 250 or something like that. Like I said, the smaller reels, your smaller freshwater reels, uh, you're probably going to use like a 50 or a 75, maybe a 100. Um, but when, and some manufacturers might call that a 500 or a uh, a 1,000, 2,500, 1,000. So that, that's kind of giving you the idea about the size. And you're talking about maybe 120 to 150 yards a line on a 2500 3000 series reel. And that's about all you need for getting out there in the flats and stuff like that. Now, if you're offshore, I'd probably go with a little bit more, probably at least do the 3000, maybe the 3500 series. Certainly, uh, maybe go with a little bit shorter rod now um, and uh, to give you a little bit more backbone to try to move a fish and turn a fish if you're going to be yanking them off the bottom, right? So... What else? 15-pound uh, test, 15 to 20. Remember that the braid is going to be smaller than uh, monofilament. And uh, depending upon how old your reels are, the newer reels, if you go out and buy one, uh, the spools are probably set up so that they're ready for braid. They tend to have little grooves cut in them. Some of them have a rubber uh, kind of a layer around them. If you're using an older line, an older reel, I've got a bunch of old ones. Uh, to, you want to make sure that when you put the um, braid on those that it's on there nice and tight and level. And you want to go ahead and fill your spool up to within about a quarter of an inch of the rim, right? Uh, it gives it a better casting capability, and it's just it's nice to have a full spool reel, uh, reel when you get a big fish on, and that trophy fish, that once-in-a-lifetime fish, he doesn't spool you, which means taking all the line off your reel. And when it gets to the end of the reel, it goes a nice little twang, like a guitar string breaking, and your fish is gone. <laughs> so 
uh, keep track of that. Um, and, uh, and you'll, 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 a piece, uh, a good piece of gear is worth it to keep check, uh, care of. Had a question from last, uh, the last uh, time we talked, TED Talk, about washing the reels off. When we talked about not using high pressure water, you don't need to take a pressure washer and push, uh, water up into the reel. Usually we try to keep the inside of the reel where the gears are and the bearings and all that kind of stuff sealed. Right, you can use that with grease. There's actually little rubber seals, little uh, cardboard seals, little fi- fiber seals to keep the water out of there. The outside of the reel, it's going to get wet. Everybody knows that you're fishing in a kayak. You're fishing; things are going to get wet. The line has been in the water. You want to get that salt off of there. If you're fishing in fresh water, I would still go ahead and rinse it. Uh, you don't know what kind of contaminants are in the water, um, but certainly. Uh, you want to make sure that you dry your reels off and because uh, different metals, right, dissimilar metals causes a electrolytic reaction and you get corrosion, right? So you take care of them, they'll work for you, and uh, like I said, when that once-in-a-lifetime fish comes along, bam, you're ready for it and your gear is ready. So, so much for Tech Talk tonight. Um, next week, uh, we should have... Uh, full team on board to talk get into uh, how to match up deal with a rod but good spinning rod conventional rod or bait caster rod alright so we'll do that next week well as uh, all things happen and all things do we've come around the hour now and I appreciate y'all listening um, we're going to call it for tonight and uh, like I said, next week, we'll go to Tech Talk. We'll look and see how we pair up a good reel to a fishing rod for kayak fishing. Uh, and uh, we'll uh, have uh, Mr. Becker and uh, Sean on board. We'll start talking more about ICAST and uh, letting you know what's going on there. Make sure you check out AFWC. Make sure you check out our friends over at yakangler.com. A lot of good information there. All right. Well, that's about all I've got for tonight. Hope everybody has a good weekend. The sun comes out. It's cool. If it ain't, maybe a little overcast. Get out there a little early while the shadow's still on. Get the topwater bite, freshwater, saltwater, whatever it is. Get out. Get fishing. Take a kid fishing. And we'll see you next week.